What's going on everybody? This is Punch in the Face, your weekly wake-up call. Today we're talking about walking the walk and talking the talk. Henry, why don't you get us started? Yeah, so this week we're going to delve into why people tend to not follow through when they say something uh, by looking at the excuses they tend to make, excuses that we've both seen, the fears that are really underlying that, and just some techniques that we've used in our lives to really force ourselves into the habit of following through and actually... Uh, <laughs> What's the word? Walking the walk or talking the talk? Both of them. Both of them. <laughs> a few weeks ago, I was on the train and I ran into an old colleague from a long time ago. And I was happy to see her. And I said, hey, how are you doing? She said, oh, I'm great. Like, how are you? I said, I lived in Berlin now for two years. She goes, you moved? I said, yeah. And I said, what are you doing here? She said, oh, man, I wish I could live in Berlin. I, I came here just for a workshop. It's so wonderful here. What, a, what an amazing city. And I said, well, you know, why don't you think about it? If you want to, if you want to move here, you live in Germany, you're German, you could do that. And she said, well, I have my boyfriend and my lacrosse team back in, in my old city. And I looked at her and I was, I immediately almost felt bad in a way yeah. because I realized that she immediately put up the roadblocks in order to not achieve that. And when I went home and wrote about it that day, I realized that I went through that exact scenario with moving to Germany except I, I went through the fears and I went through the change in order to get there. And that was one thing that I looked at that example and I realized there's probably a lot of people out there that immediately set roadblockers up for themselves and don't even go after something that they think might be good for them because of the fact that they're scared or they're fearful of the change that, that could possibly happen to go through it. So if I go to my example, I had the opportunity when I was in, in college to go to Wolfsburg, Germany for a two-week internship uh, for the marketing department there. And it really meant that I could go there for two weeks, but the connotation that my professor put into my head that then I took as my vision was that I could go work for this automotive company mm -hmm. that I had complete passion for. And I set three goals for myself, which was I want the German contract with this company. I want to live in Germany and I want to drive a, a Volkswagen Scirocco R. Like that was my baby at the time. That's what I wanted. And to go out there and do it, I had to say goodbye to my college. I had to say goodbye to my girlfriend at the time. I had to say goodbye to the car that brought me to the pinnacle of where I wanted to go and changed everything about me. And I had to say goodbye to like a, a film, a little f setup for film that I was doing with Rally. Uh, with a friend of mine that I was making money with uh, selling films to, to rally teams and I had a good life that I set up but I had to see the future of where I wanted to go mm -hmm. in order to go there identify the fears of changing what I had already set up for myself and then saying it's okay to change and to go after it I mean one good question here would be <laughs> have you regretted the move or I mean where would you be without it not for one second if if I didn't make that change, I'd probably still be in a small town in the U.S. With your lacrosse team. And with the lacrosse <laughs> team of her or with my, with my Jetta. We'd yeah. probably have like 600 horsepower now instead of 400. But it, it would I, – I don't think it ever – I would never be the person I am today. Let's say it like that. I would yeah. never be the person I am today unless I made that change. This, yeah, that's a really interesting point as well that I think is valid for myself. I am um, – terrified of the thought of being the person the friend and you've probably got a the listeners will have somebody that they look at or know well every time they see them they're never they've never changed and they're never yeah. changed. but they want to and that's the thing 
they say, oh, I wish I could do X or Y, I wish I could live abroad or do whatever, and they will never do it, and they will literally go to the grave having never done it. That, I think, is a massive driver for me. Um, and I think also, coming back to your point, is in your case, the drive or the fear of not doing this new exciting thing was overriding the fear of change, of unknown, going to a country where you don't speak the language, for example, yeah. leaving girlfriend behind, car, etc. And I think people just don't... People rarely get that. They don't even consider that. Yeah. They think... They think these immediate, seemingly important things are... Well, they wait, they wait the worth of it. They yeah. wait... You know, I've set this comfortable life up for myself... Yeah. I'm going to have to go through hardship in order to get to the next one, which I did. I mean, it was yeah. the hardest three years of my life, but you come out the other end a stronger person. I think that, yeah, and again, but it, how do you break that up? <laughs> and it comes back to that, um, you know, the lacrosse example of like people make these <laughs> amazingly creative excuses to really mask fear. But saying, you know, saying that and say that we've got over fears or we are good at confronting our fears and pushing through doesn't mean that we don't have them. I think we probably have them as much as other people. Yeah, every single day. <laughs> I mean, for example, when was it? Three months ago when we started working on this new business idea, uh, I remember writing down, like, I am miserable. I effing hate my job. Yeah. <laughs> and just seeing it uh, makes you... M- makes it impossible to deal with your current situation. So, for example, that was the day that I said, okay, now that's enough. Like, I'm fed up with being unhappy in this job, so I'm now willing to put the work in to, to get to this next stage. But also, on the other side, as soon as you say something like that to yourself, like, okay, I'm, this is unacceptable for me, and I'm going to work my ass off to build this new business, that opens up a whole new Pandora's box of fear. Completely. Of... You know, the unknown, what happens if the business doesn't work out? What do you tell your friends, family? What if you have no money? Change, change is inherently scary. You know, that even the fact that your daily routine has changed and disrupted, like all of these things um, build up to make something that shouldn't be that scary, just scary and unknown, this big, like, fearful mass. Um, and yeah, I mean, I found myself making excuses to mask those fears for example, rather than resigning two months ago, saying, oh, I'll do it in January because it, you know, essentially you it's, just me, yeah, it's just giving yeah. me more breathing. Like, yeah. What I think of as more breathing room for savings, uh, time to think about stuff, which is important, but it's still important to acknowledge that those are excuses to some extent. Right. Um, yeah, true story. Yeah. How have you found it now that you see really the vision of the business that we're going after? Yeah, I think it it helps a lot because, and again, again, it comes back to the, your example with moving to Germany is, yes, you have all these fears, fear of change, fear of unknown, but again, the fear of me being this like miserable, miserable middle-aged dude driving a Porsche to make up for the fact that my life is unfulfilling pushes me every day to really work on the things that... And again, it's not only fear-driven, it's something that I know that I'm passionate about and will enjoy is creating this business. Um, and also, you know, by writing down the fears, like as we talked about last week with fear setting, what happens if I run out of money? Mm. Worst case scenario, I move back with my mum in London and I've got, you know, I'm a UX designer, I have a skill that's easy to find work with, or relatively easy. So 
they're not that scary. So when I start saying things to myself like, uh, oh, I'll quit in three months because uh, maybe I need the extra savings or uh, what about my CV? I need to work for at least four months at this company just in case the next employer judges me. Mm. Those excuses don't stand up because you know deep down that they're just fear-driven, that you know I can start freelancing tomorrow and earning money there. I don't need to wait in this job that I hate for three, four months. Um, so yeah, I think it's, yeah, I suppose about, as again, coming back to last week, facing these fears, defining them, and just realizing that, well, trying to replace them or override them with something bigger, which is, you know, the fear of not finding a fulfilling job or starting that company you've always dreamed of. Well, it even sounds like to try to take away the weight of the excuse or the weight of the, the fear is simply by identifying and writing them down yeah, as yeah. you found, right? Yeah, and as I said, it's, you, you find these like crazy creative excuses, but at the end of the day, they're excuses. So it's, it's coming back to the, the beginning, just go and fucking do it, <laughs> whatever you want to do. Something I, I would like to delve into though is, I think that we're, by the nature of starting a business, for example, it shows that we're quite determined people and it's something I'm actually not clear on myself is like, where do you think your determination comes from? Do you think that's something inherent or something mm. that, you know, has been built up? So moving to Germany, you realize it's not as scary and you realize you learn from it. So then when you face something scarier or something equally scary, you're sort of fine with that. Yeah. I think it's, that's a good question. For me, when I was a kid, my dad and I, we would always climb mountains. I've been on the mountains since I was like three years old. And climbing through mountains, my dad always gave me the idea in my head that as soon as we would peak one mountain, my dad would say, oh, Jonathan, you just did Mount Washington. Now you can do any of the other ones in the yeah. White Mountains. Oh, we just did Mount Whitney in California. Now we can go do this. Or, I mean, one of the biggest things was when I, uh, we, we summited uh, the Grand Tetons in Wyoming. That was the turning point of my life when I moved to Germany, actually. And I said, you know, if I could, if I could get through the Grand Tetons climb, because that was a tough climb, altitude sickness and the rest of it, I can move to Germany and I can go do this because I just went through it for three years and, and I, can, I, can, I can conquer that mountain too. So I think the determination has come from kind of growing up with both of my parents in the way that they have taught me in a lot of ways. So it's definitely been the nurture aspect for yeah. that, but also in the nature part of, you know, the nature versus nurture of a child, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. On the nature side, I, I've i been able to, so far in my life, to identify that I, I love change and I love helping people. And I feel one of the main reasons why I'm on the planet is to encourage and to help people achieve what they want and have a happier population and a happier society. Mm -hmm. So that drive comes from hearing people tell me when I'm a kid, uh, I want to go out there and I want to change the world to have my friend tell me, no, you'll never go do that. You'll never do that. Or to tell one of my best friends at the time, I'm going to have this sports car that I want, this Dodge Viper. And he tell me to my face, no, you'll never do that. You're never going to be anything. And using that to fuel my fire since I was a kid until now to go out there and actually do what I believe in really. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, I think the same in that, for example, I think my nature is just stubborn. <laughs> if someone tells me you can't do something, I'm going to do it. Right, I'm right. really going to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whether That's I want feeling... to or not, I'm just going to go and do it because out yeah. of principle, yeah. It, um, yeah, it's, it's, there's like a drive somewhere that comes from that to some extent. Yeah. But I also think that 
it's easy to make excuses because of nature. So for example, there are people that may not be that stubborn. So maybe they listen to this and say, oh, well, I'm just like relaxed. I don't really care about that many things. Or I grew up in a bad environment as a child. Yeah. I have this and that's... So then people yeah, brush it off and say, well, like, oh, I can't start a business. Right. Like, well, I can't do it. That person can, but I can't. But I mean, for me, I actually think the biggest thing for getting... The reason I've got where I am, which is not that far in life, but you know, I've done things I'm proud of because it's like a muscle. It's this, I think decision-making is a muscle. For example, you moving to Germany may have been your first big step. For me, it's things like self-teaching Portuguese whilst at university and then traveling to Brazil for three months by myself where when I said to friends, oh, I'm just going to go to Brazil for three months in the Amazon and Northeast. Right. And then I went, like, what? And, and, <laughs> and you're not doing that for Facebook status. You're no, doing no, that no. to learn. Yeah, exactly. And I came back <laughs> um, nearly fluent at this language that I'd self-taught. And it's not like you just pick it up talking to people. Obviously you do. You have to like sit, learn the grammar, put yourself through hard, boring stuff as well as three days on a fucking boat in the Amazon by myself. Super boring. But uh, the point there is that um, everyone tells you you can't do something like self-teach a language or go to certain places traveling. Even make this podcast. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this was a big step for us right yeah, now yeah. too. This is again, to put it was a dream that I had. Right. I was like, I'll never do it. Right. And now I'm doing it. And now it. we're doing it. And, and uh, to put ourselves out there for yeah. that. You know, so I, these are real examples. Yeah. I mean, it's, And I think it just know? teaches you to okay, not make excuses and don't let anyone else tell you that you can't do something. What is like an example that everybody can relate to and get behind? <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe not everyone, but okay. So the way that I deal with, uh, or the, I think the fact that I tend to walk the walk a lot, I, I say something and follow it through, is I set a standard for myself. So I really hate, it really pisses, genuinely pisses me off if I say something and don't do it. So for example, this is a weird example, but... <laughs> I found a 40 euro return flight from Berlin to um, Jordan and Wadi Rum is this like incredible desert place. I think it's in Star Wars, loads of films are filmed there, like beautiful desert. And I've always had this weird idea <laughs> of like going hang and hanging out with the Bedouins, like the tribal people that live in the desert. Um, and I had this idea a few days ago where I want to, I want to rent a horse. So I didn't like look into this, but I want to rent a horse for a day. Uh, stay in the desert with these Bedouin dudes for like two, three days and just do this day trip by myself and like get there myself. So I've told like three people, now a few more, <laughs> now I'm accountable to more people because I've said it, I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna go and do it. I literally just said though, like <laughs> an example that everyone can relate to, <laughs> what is that? But the point behind it is important is I've said this thing, even if I'm scared of doing it, like renting your horse in the desert and going off for a day by yourself is not like, it's not a great idea. I'm sure it's going to be a really good experience, but it's, it's not going to be the, it's not the best idea. I don't think it'll be that fun. I feel like I'm going to learn from it and feel like a Bedouin for a day. But I think you hit the point on the head, which is, this is something, take the context away and look at the principle. Yeah. Which I set a standard for myself. Right. If I say something, I will do it unless I've got like a broken leg, unless there's a real, real excuse that could you know, that really takes any doubt. I'm gonna do this thing. Like, had a look, they've got camel tours. You, you could, something right, I don't think we need, anyway, to get... <laughs> we need to get to detail. Anyway, recap on that in January. Um, but the point is, is that, okay, 
if you want to be someone that stops making excuses and hiding behind fear, because the fear's always there, so don't think it's going to go away. But set yourself a standard that whenever you say something, always follow through. And then you will be the, you will be the person that is, sorry, you will never be a 40-year-old dude sitting in a Porsche living a miserable life. I completely agree with that. And I, I do it myself, actually, I think since years now of building that habit of actually saying exactly what you want to do, proclaiming that and like actually telling people about it, telling people about that idea. And then knowing that these people care about you and they're invested in you in some way, you know, at least the people around you and that you're going to live up to what, what you've told them. For me, that was kind of a big, big thing because when I first started to move to Germany, it was like, I was giving the vision to everybody of what I wanted and that was pushing me to get it uh, because that's exactly what I believed in. And the same thing goes uh, for anybody that's listening. If there's something that you want to get done out there, again, it's about identifying your fear and your excuses of doing that. And also, I mean, talk about that with people. If you have a trusted group of friends that you're saying, hey, you know, uh, Henry, uh, I have you know big fear of actually moving to Germany, or I have, a, yeah. for example, now I have a fear of quitting my job and going after truly going after this business because of yeah. you know understanding where the money is going to come from, what is our business model, etc. Mm-hmm. And then having people that care about you, such as Henry or anybody else that might be in your life, come to you and say, well, listen, let's try to break that down. Let's try to understand that. Uh, what can I do to help? I'm always here for you, kind of thing. And use kind of that network effect around you. That's something that my dad always said is that it takes a village and it really took a village for me to grow up. I mean, I came from divorced parents, so I really relied on a lot of different people in my life to help me through tough times when I was a little kid. But I use that example even today where I build people around me that are able to help me through anything. So I know that if I fall, I know which people to rely on that can catch me and remind me, no, 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 Jonathan, you're this person. Like, it's okay. And I think the more that you're able to express yourself and show your weaknesses and show your failures in a way and say, listen, I've learned from this. Can you help me? The more that you're a human being about it, the more you're going to get a human being reaction about it and to, mm-hmm. to come back into the clarity of that. Um, yeah, I think the, yeah. there's a few points we can sort of uh, distill from that. But I, think the, I think the support network is super important because, again, it's – just accept that whatever you, if you're doing something difficult, like starting a business or maybe going after a new career, it will always be scary and you're always going to be able to make excuses. So it's really important to have people around you that are not the type of people like, you know, when you were a kid that said, oh, you'll never do that. Right. You don't or, want people that pull you yeah, down. Like, well, I mean, my, for example, never. my mum will say, you know, it's just real life, like getting a normal job, etc. It's, it's like, not, it's true. Not. You need to surround yourself by people that when you go, like, hey, I'm starting a business, yeah. and they go, awesome, like, how can I help? Or yeah. have you thought about this? Or, or try and question it in a, in a constructive way. I think that's really important. And I think just linking back to, sorry, so that helps you walk the walk when you say you want to do something. And people, people around you are support you. also helping exactly, you walk the walk. Exactly. But also it hits upon, um, our, you're sort of manipulating your own weaknesses as a human in that by saying something, by telling your network that you will do something, you're putting your reputation on the line. So you're creating accountability. And by network, we don't mean like Facebook. We mean really people yeah. that you trust. I mean, seriously on that. Because and that trust you. Exactly. You don't want, you know, a thousand people on Facebook 
accusing you of something. That's that's not what you want. You want like very yeah. close family, yeah. friends, people like, you rely interesting on. Interesting enough, any form of accountability works. But yes, it's better to have like close friends um, around you that trust you. So you, you want to be, for example, I feel that I, I like being, I don't think I've cultivated it deliberately, but I like being the guy that people come to with a business idea or yeah. help working on what they want to do in life because... I feel like I've built up that reputation to some extent from following through on what I say. So, True. for example, one of my friends called me up saying, oh, I'm thinking about doing this new business idea. And then I'm on the phone to him, like pestering him, saying, like, let's speak on Sunday. Like, let's get a plan in place. Right. To actually because do I don't just it. say, like, oh, I'm going to help you out. I'll, I will actually do it if I say it. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's my rep- I enjoy it, obviously. But also you've, to some extent, put your reputation on the line. So that the thought of not doing something is difficult for me as a stubborn person, but also difficult to not do something I said I would do because it's closely tied up to my reputation and my, that sense of self-worth and being part of a tribe, etc. I think it's really showing your care too for that person, right? Yeah. One aspect to actually talk about too is why should you even walk the walk and talk the talk? Why? Why can you not just talk and then not walk, right? So why can you just say like, you know, I'm going to go out there and be an entrepreneur and then just don't do it? Why, yeah. why is that? Um, I think it comes back to habit uh, and... Creating good habits and not yeah, bad exactly. habits. So again, it's so frustrating to see. People just assume that you click your fingers and, and one day like, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm successful or yeah, I've completely changed. They yeah. don't realize it's just these series of really small things yeah. that probably start when you're a child and tiny things that just build up. Um, for example, say it's your dream is to start a business. You can start with really small things like not going out on Friday so that you can wake up Saturday and do like three hours work in your business plan. It's not like a huge deal. But it's just putting the steps in place. Because if you don't do that, and if you don't start early with small things, then at some point you're going to turn around and say, okay, I never even tried to go after what I wanted to do in life. Well, I tried And now. I never will. Yeah. Or and the never part is kind of like the loss for hope, which is the, yeah, the which toughest. Yeah, sad to see. Right. But I think also for listeners that might be thinking to myself, themselves, I- I've never actually done that. Yeah. Well, you can start today. Absolutely. And that's the greatest part about it. You can go out and make sure that you that you make a change tomorrow to say, I'm going to start working on the goal that I want to go after. That one thing that you've always dreamed of, you can start working on that tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I mean, this is a good time to wrap it up, I suppose. But yeah. It doesn't need to be complicated. So um, it could just be, tell some close friends, hey, I'm thinking of starting a business. Or, hey, I'm, I, I don't like my job. I want to go into something else. So you've created, you put it out there. It's got form. You have accountability them to them. You also have accountability to yourself by finally openly admitting that you have a problem or you have a desire you, to yeah, go to after your life. Or do you want to change your life, even exactly. though it might seem perfect to somebody else. Yeah. Um, yeah, and as I said, it starts super small. Okay, so just to break this down into three simple steps you can take away. The first is what do you want to do? What do you want to achieve? If you don't know what you want to achieve. What is your gut telling you? And follow your gut feeling. The second thing is just to accept that fear will always be there. Fear is going to drive these excuses that prevent you doing things. So really start creating the habit that you will never make excuses. Like if you say something, you're going to follow through on that and you're not going to be the guy that makes excuses. 
And the final thing is that starting anything new, whether it's a new business or maybe a new career, is inherently difficult. So break that down into really small steps and work out what you can do today to get towards that goal. So maybe it's just reading an article, maybe it's setting aside 20 minutes to work on a new business plan. Um, with those, you should start becoming the type of person that actually goes and walks the walk rather than talking the talk. Those takeaways are something that we kind of pride ourselves in. <laughs> we feel like we, we do all the time. And that's exactly why we want to give it to you. But I was sitting here while Henry was saying that, agreeing with everything that we just <laughs> talked about to lead to that. And then I thought, wait a minute. This is the guy that literally yesterday said to me, oh, man, I told my two roommates I was going to go to Ikea, but I don't want to go. It's like, wait, you just committed to go to Ikea and then you just didn't do it. Yeah, what? I left. I mean, it's okay. You're human. But it's about identifying. <laughs> You've just been punched in the face. 